Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, esteemed listeners of Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal We welcome you to this segment. It is with Mufti Mufti Hassan Ali Suleiman. Let's welcome Mufti Sahab. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum wa salam. How is everything? Alhamdulillah. How are you, Mufti Sahab? Alhamdulillah, fine. That's fine. Thank you. Alhamdulillah. Mufti Sab, um, we believe that every morning you sit for this tafsir and can you give us an introduction to who is the Mulana? And you've mentioned to us, but we can share this with the world, inshallah. Um, what, a little biography of myself? No, I said um, every morning you sit for tafsir by ah. Mulana Adil. In the masjid, and you've given okay, us yes. a brief mm-hmm. description. Uh, can you tell us more about Mulana Adil? Oh, okay. Uh, Mulana Adil, um, a Pakistani Mulana who, who graduated from uh, uh, Benoit Town, uh, a teacher of, uh, I think, um, seventh year, uh, meaning uh, Mishkat. And he also teaches, he does tafsir uh, in the madrasa. Um, and uh, he's imam of Masjid, Masjid, uh, Masjid Ali. Uh, in addition to that, he's um, Sheikh of Tasawwuf. I forget his, um, his Sheikh's uh, name, who he has Kalafi uh, from. Uh, but he's Naqshibandi, uh, Tariqa. Uh, a young man, a young man, but uh, younger than me, and it looks like he's around 50 or so, uh, around somewhere around there. Um, uh, into Tablik, okay, so Tablik uh, talks well about jihad, he can uh, talk about both, and like as a Hafiz who uh, leads the Tawali in Ramadan and normally does uh, hit the Khaf in Ramadan. Uh, so a uh, good man. He's, you know, again with Tablik, and but he also praises jihad. He's not a person that's like one-sided. Um, a hafiz, a mufti, a uh, teacher in madrasa. Uh, so, uh, alhamdulillah, he's a good man. Mashallah. And uh, a few lessons you can give us from today's tafsir, perhaps. Oh, today's tafsir was from uh, Surah Luqman. Okay, uh, I it's eighteen and nineteen to be exact. Uh, very good stuff. Um, <laughs> talking about the um, uh, how um, uh, a Muslim should walk and talk mm. and yeah. and deal with others. Uh, so it was very good. It was very good. Uh, I, I learned. I, I learned some stuff that I hadn't known before. Um, uh, about walking, uh, that a Muslim should neither walk neither too slow nor too fast. Uh, I think the Jews walk very quickly, and the, yes, the Jews walk too fast, and the um, the Christians walk very slow and with pride. Uh, Allah created us us human beings from from the earth, and that is something that we walk upon. Mister. One of the lowest elements 
uh, in creation is, is the, the mud, the dirt that we're created from. So when we look at our origin, we should not have pride, mm. okay? Because we're, we are made from something that we walk upon every day. <laughs> so it was good stuff. It was very good stuff. Gee, mashallah. Mufti Zab, I was just saying before you joined us that um, the consequences of us, and perhaps you can see in your country and in the country which you've, you were born in, your mother country, perhaps America, when we stop this effort of Nahiyanil Munkar, what are the side effects of it? We always promoting Amar Bil Ma'roof because Amar Bil Ma'roof doesn't hurt feelings. But, and then you you get a faction of the Ummah who says, do not be harsh or do not speak bad or do not, okay, we understand that, but to this extent where even you say, do not tell the next person what, or protect the next person from doing a crime and perpetrating this crime. So what are the real side effects of stopping this noble effort of Nahyanil Munkar? Uh, well, the, the, the prophets also mentioned that we should continue to do this. If we don't, uh, then uh, Allah will send uh, you know, correction, a job on us. And uh, it'll be such that when our pious people in our community make dua, Allah will not answer the dua. Uh, so it's, um, it's necessary. Uh, this is a advice that uh, Luqman, in the same Surah Luqman, uh, um, he, he told this to his, uh, to his son, uh, that improve yourself, okay? Make yourself better, and then do that to others. All right, so this is something that's in the Quran. And, and and then he tells his son, um, words to the effect that, listen, it, it's going to be difficult upon you. The people that you advise, you know, they're going to scream at you and they're going to maybe try to attack you physically and this and that. So have patience. But Luqman told his son, when you do the Ahmed al-Maruf and not even a munkar, right, you're going to have to have patience, all right, because the people are going to uh, want to attack you. Um, you know, like I said, verbally, physically, any kind of way. Uh, the Sahaba, and it will come from where, uh, although it wasn't mentioned in the Quran, but it, it'll, it'll come first from the family. Uh, mm. uh, I think it's in Surah, um, uh, uh, Maryam, I think it may be in. Yeah, uh, about, um, Ismail, okay, alayhi salam. Uh, he was ordered by Allah to um, establish salat, all right, and and do good, and teach his family. Okay, start with the family. So the Sahaba, they would say that if they saw someone who was on good relations with their family, they suspected that this person was munafik. Because when you are, you know, trying to improve yourself. Uh, and trying to improve and, and improve your family, uh, your family will uh, will come against you. Uh, so I, I know one mufti in Pakistan um, that before he started madrasa, 
he was in school, okay, uh, secular school. And um, there were only three boys in the whole school that kept uh, a beard, and he was one of them. Hmm. Uh, so after he went to Madrasa and for many years, he, he saw this friend of his again, and now the friend was clean-shaven. So he couldn't understand. And so he asked, well, what happened? When we were younger, you, you know, you were the only one that was keeping beard, me, you, and another guy. So why are you clean-shaved now? Hmm. So the person said that, well, I, I wanted to keep beard, but my, my brothers, brothers from the same mother and father, my brothers, they didn't like this. They kept telling me to shave. I refused to shave. So one day they grabbed me while I was in the bathroom. They grabbed me. And they held one or two held one one or two held me down, and the other one shaved my beard. Inna lillah. So it wasn't people outside the family; mm. it was his own family that had a problem with him doing the right thing. Mm. You see, so th- this is this is what you you should expect if you're trying to say the right thing. Um, that people will come at you, okay? Uh, but still, it must be done. Hmm. All right, because it's from Quran, it's from Hadith. And currently in Pakistan, is there, would you say that um, on a general scale, or you'll say um, majority, are most just now put there this, this great ibadah of Nahyan al Munkar, have they just left it, abandoned it, like many other areas of the world? Or would you say that they are still a group? In Pakistan, they are still doing it. No, it's 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 gone. It, it's finished. Uh, yeah, some people are doing tablik. They call it tablik, but really tablik is Ahmed Maruf, not here in the Munkar. Because with the, even tablik jamaat doesn't go to the non-Muslim. Uh, tablik jamaat goes to the Muslim, and this is what they do. They invite the Muslim to to pray and and you know grow the beard. And things like that. So basically, that that is it. And even they look upon uh, in in a bad way. <laughs> so uh, yeah, when you look at the men, and the men don't wear topi. The men don't uh, uh, don't keep the beard. Um, my my ustaz Mufti Zawli he blamed the ulama. Uh, he said that the reason why the common man. Uh, doesn't wear the topi is because the ulama gave up the turban. All right, so he blamed it specifically on the ulama for that just that particular thing, going without the uh, topi. Uh, it, it's almost an Olympic sport here that you know, some people will only wear the topi uh, in the in the masjid, and as soon as they come out the masjid, they take off the topi, fold it up so perfectly. And put it in their pocket, okay, <laughs> and, and hold it there for the next demise. Mm. Uh, the ability to, to fold the topi is sometimes better than the ability to pray the demise. Mm. Um, but uh, that's where we are. They're meticulous and preci- with precision. But yes, with precision. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Folding it like, you know, when they open it up, it looks like they, they just got it out the Adobe. <laughs> but, Cleaned and pressed, you know, and folded. Hmm. Sadly, so here in um, South Africa, too, you'll find Jumba Salah. Many don't have a topi, and you think, okay, but this is 
that one salah which you come to the masjid and still just you you don't honor it and that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions in Surah Al-Hajj that he who honors the, the, the symbols, the sanctity of the symbols of Allah then this emanates from the taqwa of the heart so so, uh, so many other examples we, we could give when you're going for an interview you dress appropriately and when you don't you won't go with pyjamas or something or you won't go with um, just anything you will find out what, what, what is expected of you but strangely people say that no there's no need some people even go to say and it's just so strange they say even Rasul there's no proof that he wore a topi and this is just due to utter ignor- ignorance, total ignorance. So yeah, there's so many hadith that he wore topi, the color, the shape, uh, as well as uh, the turban. Uh, the uh, the second to last hadith in Termizi, Shamal Termizi, the Prophet said uh, the difference between us and the Mushrikeen is we wear topis under our turban. Okay, the hadith is clear. So how about what's up? So if you wear a turban and you don't wear a topi, then you're like a mushrik, it's makru. Mm. Uh, how can you say? Allahu Akbar. So what about uh, America? When you speak about Nahi Munkar, is, is that like a no-go zone? And then also, this perhaps, Mufti Sahib, you could address too, because you've been, you've come out from there. That is it to say that we know that many masajid in America, as well as Canada, it's compulsory from the government, that is the rules that they have to have, uh, cameras there, recording at all times, and anything that is said out of context, that person will be taken to task. So, how then do the imams go ahead with what they have to do? Uh, well, that I I hadn't heard of. Uh, I I can ask some people about this uh, the filming. Uh, I hadn't heard that before. Uh, that it was mandated by the government that you had to have. Uh, the cameras in there. Uh, but some, before I left, I left in 94, uh, they were filming, uh, they were filming the Kudbah. Okay, and I think they still, yeah, right now, they still film the Kudbah and uh, post it on uh, WhatsApp and, you know, YouTube and, and things like this. So there's no problem with, with pictures and what have you. Uh, in America, for the most part, uh, I'll try to find out about what you just you just mentioned. That's new to me. Mm. Okay, that the government insisted upon the uh, surveillance cameras. Mm. Yesterday, Mufti Sahib, you mentioned about the McDonald's issue, or oh, it was the previous day. So last night, I said, let me just do some research about it and <laughs> about the Hindus and it was yes, yes. it's so strange on the one end the Hindus are so um, they are so 
obedient to their veg vegetarian stance. So they will go ahead to that extent to sue McDonald's. And we as Muslims, we say it's just fries. Let's have, just, we're just purchasing fries. So uh, we actually put a, a article about it to inform the Ummah that this is the fries. Because here in South Africa, I can speak for our country, wherever you go to a certain store, you'll say, I'm just buying the fries from the store because I'm not going to eat the meat or something. But McDonald's themselves have said that this has beef ingredients in it. But here you get in South Africa the certifying organizations who go out. And yesterday, so yesterday what had happened was, and perhaps I'll play for the listeners after the after the news. But there was Muftisab. I think you heard it. It was posted on one of our groups where the school of phones, one of the those who are in responsible positions and he questions him about this where they certify MJC but okay. the, this all has come about just because of the boycott so this just doesn't make to it doesn't flow too well because boycotting is supposed to come afterwards halal haram that's supposed to become that's supposed to be first in a believer's life but now it's coming that you must stop eating McDonald's because they are killing our children. They are killing, they are assisting the terrorists to kill. But then when it's, we say it's halal, or we say that this year you must stay away from it's haram, stay away from this, then people don't take it too seriously. So there seems to be this contradiction in our iman or the value for of our iman. Yeah, we're, we're in we're in the dean for the money, uh, for the most part. I call it pesa iman. Okay, mm -hmm. as long as you have pesa, as long as you have real, as long as you have dollars, you have iman. When you lose your money, you lose your iman along with it. Uh, that was back in two thousand and two, I think, that court case, mm -hmm. and um, the uh, the Muslims tried to join that case late. Uh, after it had already started, and it, you know they had uh, gave the arguments and everything all in advance, and so the Muslims joined. So when the decision was made by the judge, money was given to the Hindus and the uh, the uh, what do you call it the, uh, the people that don't even meet um, the vegetarians. Uh, those groups they got money, but the Muslims didn't get any money because they had joined so late. Um, so we we, <laughs> we find that uh, we say we're religious. Uh, we we there's an expression, and we do this religiously. We do this religiously. You know, we religiously. I take a walk in the morning. Religiously, I uh, I read a certain amount of books. Religiously, uh, we do everything religiously except practice our religion. Hmm. Okay, that we don't we don't do religiously. Uh, so you, we'll find the the Sikhs, uh, the, that group of uh, Hindu, I think the Hindus, huh? They're a, a branch of them. They wear turbans, okay, and they have to carry a, a dagger with them. So in Canada, and I think in some cities in America, uh, they're allowed to carry their dagger and keep their turban. Uh, while they're on duty. And these are things that are not part of the uniform. 
but they're allowed to do this. Okay, some places where uh, the law was changed to allow people to grow beard, uh, like police officers and uh, maybe food establishments, uh, these laws were changed after uh, these, like Hindus, these Sikhs, uh, who keep beard and turban, they they uh, started working in these position uh, these positions, and when it was uh, refused for them to to grow their beard, then the laws would change because they would get lawyers and they would fight it and say this is the religious uh, you know discrimination. And so many laws were changed in different places because of them. They stuck to their religion. Well, when we come from Pakistan or from Saudi or from other places and go to America and we get a job and they tell us, no, you can't work here with a beard, we shave our beard. We don't get a lawyer, okay, and fight for religious discrimination. We just, you know, capitulate and shave our beard. Mm. Right, so <laughs> there's a difference. The kufar are more dedicated to their kufar mm. uh, than we are dedicated to the haq. That's the bottom line. Hundred percent. Alhamdulillah, we've come to the end of our program, uh, Mufti Sab. We will meet you tomorrow to sum it up. It is said, uh, Mufti A.K. Sab says this too, that we are sleeping with the haq. While the Ahle Batil, the deviated groups, are awake and alive with their falsehood. So, 100%. Mufti Sap, we request your du'as. Inshallah, we'll meet you tomorrow. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum assalamu wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahle Sunnah wal Jama'ah.